0: Morning, Grass, good afternoon, good evening or read this, he on Tech I am Eagle Falcon. Oh man, this was a weird weekend to say the least. But man, Area 51, the Area 51 raid. All I can do is just shake my head. I'm glad it turned out the way it did. No one actually ended up raiding the military base. At the same time, though, no one has now new alien wives. No one has new alien husbandus. Nobody has the secret to making ca- Nobody has any of those things, mostly because those things don't exist. And more importantly, no one is dead. The people who did gather at Area 51 did hold an unofficial music festival. There's probably some tickets handed out for that, but that's it. Which, in the grand scheme of things, is much, much better. What didn't turn out so well, though, is Huawei. Huawei has released their new phones. Such as the P20 Pro. Or is it the P30 Pro? It doesn't matter. The point is is that... uh, All that talk in the news about this, that, and the other thing. I mean, up until now, it hasn't really affected anyone. Well, now it's going to be affecting people. The new Huawei phone does not have Chrome. It does not have Gmail. It does not have Google Maps. It is still technically using Android, but it's using the open source version, which is, you know, it is what it is. And probably most importantly, it doesn't have the Google Play Store. But you know, it mean you know, Huawei's just like, hey, we've got our app store on it. It's got thousands of apps. Uh. 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 Whereas the Google App Store has millions. Yeah. Oops. So what does it mean for Huawei? For Huawei, it's a big deal. Because this is going to hurt. It's going to be very difficult to try and sell an Android-based phone when you can't even load most Android apps. If you're text-heavy enough to sideload apps, you know it might be worth going in, rooting the phones, just kind of tinkering around with the operating system and whatnot. That actually would be very interesting. Just grabbing a Huawei phone, seeing how it behaves with a stock version of Android. But then again, who knows what it could be Doing on the hardware level. That could be an interesting experiment. But if you have a Huawei phone, you don't need to stop using it. Nothing like that. No. But there you go. I mean, honestly, I would not buy a new Huawei phone. I would not. If I could get a hold of one of these on the secondary market, I would. If I could get one of these new for under 100 bucks, I would. But otherwise, who cares? It's a phone that's almost dead on arrival. And honestly, you kind of know my position on, on Huawei. I have no sympathy for them. Because in the grand scheme of things, they have allowed their reputation to become what it is now. You could try and claim that, oh, hey, Trump's the bad guy. Oh, the oh, those governments are, are are just ruining Huawei. Well, there's still plenty of reports out there that kind of prove them right. The actual stories that are proven correctly do not paint Huawei as a good company. Yeah, there are the alleged accusations of governments claiming that Huawei spies on people. And then there's the reports of Huawei helping third world countries spy on their citizens. Yeah, um Yeah, no. I'm sorry. You'll never see me have a Huawei phone ever. Let's shift gears quite a bit here. The Google Pixel 4 phones and I do mean phones. It is leaked out that we could be seeing three different versions: the Pixel Four A, a cheap version; a Pixel Four, and a Pixel Four XL. The Pixel Four A and the Pixel Four are going to be visibly identical, with the ability with um, the Four A being step down a bit and the 4 being close hardware-wise and feature-wise to the XL and featuring more of a camera forehead rather than a camera notch. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I I, I I, just, I'm starting to feel fatigue about the Pixel 4. And part of it's because I'm in no, like, For me, personally, for owning a phone, this is the off year. This is a year that I cannot get out of my phone anyway, even if I wanted to. So, for me, personally, getting a phone is just whatever. I really can't, nor do I want to. But I kid you not, if you actually go and lay out all the stories about the Pixel 4, you will know everything about it, more than likely. Everything's been leaked out. Everything! I'm not even exaggerating when I say that. Everything has been leaked out. The fact that there are three versions, there's no surprise. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot something, didn't I? Yeah, there's going to be a 5G version, too, of the Pixel 4. It's doubtful, though, there's going to be a Pixel 4a 5G version. I will tell you this much, though. The way 5G is shaping up, I would not touch it. Right now, do not get a 5G phone. I would honestly wait until next year, which oddly enough is when we're probably going to see the iPhone get 5G as well. Because when push comes to shove, 5G is just, it's not ready yet. It just isn't. you know we'll we'll wait all right it's one thing to see all the specs for the Pixel 4 it's another thing for a reviewer to get their hands on the Pixel 4 and see how it performs in the real world kind of like how the reviewers have gotten their hands on the Apple Arcade and Well, it's turning out that I was right. You can admit it now. I was right. What did I say? I said over and over and over again, since the inception of the Apple Arcade, this is going to be huge because it is actually going to have playable mobile games. Because right now, there's there's a huge problem with the mobile game, uh, the mobile gaming industry right now. The market is saturated, underlined, saturated, with games that range from free-to-play with some loot box mechanics, to straight-up predatory gotcha games. And the Apple Arcade bans them. Now, look, I know there's plenty of people out there who enjoy these kind of gotcha games. The majority of people don't. I, too, actually enjoyed certain gotcha games for a while. I've just lost it. I just, I can't deal with it anymore. It is just overwhelming. I mean, here, I challenge you, go on, to the, go on to the Android Play Store, find a game with no ads, find a game with no in-app purchases. You're not going to find it by the end of this podcast, that's for sure. But I'll tell you what. You find it, email me at eaglefalcontech at gmail.com. I'm willing to bet I will have no emails. No one is going to be able to pull it off because... When push comes to shove. It's nigh impossible. This is why Apple Arcade. Is going to be huge. And the tech reviewers are finally starting to realize this as well. If you have an iPhone. If you have an iPad. Five bucks a month. Over 100 games. That are. Actually, halfway decent games. That's actually pretty compelling. At least, assuming you don't already have something. All right, let's shift gears radically. Google is working on the ability for you to search via screenshots. It's an interesting concept, but I got to ask, why? I'm sure someone out there has a good reason to do this. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I misread this. Google's working on a way to search your own screenshots. That actually makes a lot more sense because doing the other way, you could always just, you've always, you know, search by picture. All right. So the sole purpose of this is so that you have all your screenshots stored, but then using an app like Google Lens, you can actually, uh, you can actually live in real time, translate something. So Let's say I'm on a website, or I'm going down a rabbit hole in search of some information, and I end up in something that's Chinese, or I end up in something that's, I don't know, Spanish. something that I don't understand, which is the overwhelming majority of all languages, because I only speak English, an idiot. By doing it that way, I can just take a screenshot, then later on with Google Lens, translate it live. That ain't bad. And because I can do it through the screenshot instead of just the -the on-the-fly Google Translator, if it's an app, I can do it then as well. That's actually kind of interesting. And it's kind of showing that, hey, we we got this thing, we're working on it. Easy peasy. Oh, I have an article out of order. As a quick addendum to my uh, Pixel 4 block, apparently my tabs got a little rearranged. Um, We will be... We should... No, we will be seeing the Pixel 4 get announced on October 15th. So a little less than a month, we can stop hearing about these Pixel 4 leaks and find out which leaks were true, which ones were not. Now, with that being said, let's talk about Surface leaks. Yay! It's pretty much everyone and their mother confirming there are going to be five specs of the Surface Pro 7. it is going to feature an intel core i3 with 4 gigabytes of ram at the baseline and 128 gigs of ssd storage then a core i5 with 8 gigs of ram 128 gigs a core i5 with 8 gigs of ram and 256 gigs a core i7 with 16 gigs 256 gigs and a core i7 16 gigs and 512 gigabytes of ssd storage The storage will most likely be 100% SSD-based. It might also be NVMe. The articles actually do not say, I'm willing to bet it probably will be. NVMe is actually getting pretty cheap. It's actually kind of crazy. Which is making me and my SATA-based... SSDs in my workstations feel super obsolete. Tech radar is speculating that the Core i3 version could be as low as six hundred dollars. I, I have a hard time believing them. I really do. We'll be hearing this. We'll be hearing more about this at October 2nd. We'll be hearing about it soon. There's all supposed to be a shift to USB Type-C. I will strongly welcome it. As someone who is now starting to shift all of his mobile everything to USB Type-C, which is going to be... I expect my personal shift from a combination of micro USB and USB-C to all USB-C. It's going to take a while. <laughs> And then, of course, one person's going to be like, oh, hey, I got this cool headset for you. Oh, sweet. And it's micro USB. Like, normally I take my my Bluetooth headset now. I have to carry two cables with me, two battery packs, and my phone. And I only carry two battery packs because I'm cautious for my day at work. Because I'm, I'm on the floor all day, right? So it's more convenient for me to have the phone... I have to have the phone on me, and having it charge in my pocket's a lot more convenient. But it gets heavy use. But anyway, we are also expecting to see a 15-inch Surface laptop as well. Um, no. I'm sorry, there's a lot of people who who love the surface laptop? I hate it. I despise I hate the surface laptop more than I hate the Macbooks. I kid you not. Because the surface laptop since its inception And I'm not talking about, what was it, the Surface Book, the one with the weird curl hinge, you could take off the screen and flip it, that thing's fine, that thing is overpriced, but that thing is fine. The Surface Laptop is the one that's just, it's just a laptop, that's it. Actually, I don't want to guess on these names anymore, because I don't actually have it in my notes. Surface. Because, yeah, the Surface laptop is exactly what I was talking about. Touchscreen. It's mostly felt body, but the whole blasted thing is glued. It is impossible to repair. And I'm sorry. I stand by my guts. Anything that is unrepairable is just, to me, a terrible investment. Straight up. There's a reason why I hate the Surface Book. There we go. The Surface Book is fine in my book. Okay, it's a great construction. It's heavier, but if you put a lot of effort into it, you can repair it. Repairing the Surface laptop, you literally destroy it to get into it. Now, would I recommend the Surface book over a different kind of would I, would I say recommend the Surface Book over a Dell Precision laptop? No. The actual Dell Precision laptop is, well, you can just go in there and just upgrade wherever you want. Same thing with the HP Book. Those are both expensive machines, but they make up for it in the fact that you can fix them. The Surface units, it's harder to fix them, but you could theoretically do it. You could take it to a shop. There is no repairing the Surface laptop. No repair shop in existence is going to breathe new life into it. It dies. You spill water on it. That's it. It's dead. It is going to the landfill. And there's all your money down the drain. But that being said, we should be also we should be seeing a 15 inch Surface laptop that you should not buy, and an AMD powered Surface laptop that, even though I am a fan of seeing AMD in more products, I am a fan of what AMD is doing. I am a fan of AMD bringing higher class performance to the mainstream. I would not recommend getting. A Surface laptop, if it is still built the same way. Period. End of story. We're going to take a quick break here when we come back. We need to talk about how cool it is now to ban e cigarettes. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. The CDC has redefined its definition of vaping-linked illnesses, which has fortunately lowered the count, technically. Because here's the problem going on right now with vaping. Originally, e-cigarettes or vaping devices, their sole purpose in life originally was to be filled with nicotine and having smokers, quote-unquote, smoke that, as opposed to... instead of the tar and carcinogen-filled regular cigarettes. That was its sole purpose, to get your fix of the nicotine that a smoker needed from a device that was similar to a cigarette without filling your lungs with all the bad stuff from an actual cigarette. But there's a couple of problems. One, and I don't know how this happened, but there's no regulations as to what goes in the e-cigarette cartridges. So there could be who knows what in them. Hmm, It seems to me like there's a very easy solution to that. Issue some standards. Wow. What a freaking thought. But. Here is. The real problem. On the black market. There are e-cigarette cartridges. Being sold. That don't have nicotine in them. But have a very concentrate why does my article not have the acronym I, I don't feel comfortable saying saying what I think I recall the acronym being unless I've got it in front of me this actually is really bad. <laughs> I want to say it's CTC, but don't quote me on that. But basically, it's the chemical in marijuana that gets you high. They're smoking a high concentrated concentration of that in the e-cigarette. Like, a lot of people are missing the point. This is the part that's not talked about. There's right now a huge focus on high school students smoking the flavored e-cigarettes. And that is a problem. But the bigger problem is the fact they are going to the black market to basically get a weed high that is so strong you could never get it from actual weed. And that much of the chemical is actually causing some serious damage. Where it's debatable the effects of marijuana, I am not about to go ahead and take a stand on whether marijuana should be, should be legal or not. But they're basically doing the equivalent of, of smoking 50 joints at once with this. This is the real problem here with the e-cigarettes. Now, it always seemed kind of weird to me that the e-cigarettes, even excluding what I just said about the black market and these cartridges, it seemed weird to me that a kid could get an e-cigarette, but couldn't get a regular cigarette. And by kid, I mean someone who's 18, because that was pretty much the window. 18 to 21, you could get an e-cigarette, but not a regular cigarette. Like, this should have been something that should have been regulated from the get-go. But now this is forcing more and more people to, like, to treat these devices, I would argue, wrongly. There is a wave going across the United States right now of banning electronic cigarettes outright. New York will soon be banning these devices straight up. Michigan already has. There are movements in various retail chains to ban the flavored e-cigarettes. You're all missing the point. E-cigarettes are fine. Vaping devices are fine when they are used properly. And that's where the crackdown has to occur to make sure that what's in each cartridge is, in fact, what should be in each cartridge. It's not that hard. Oh, we already got two states doing it wrong. We have eBay straight up banning the sale of any e-cigarettes on their. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I read my my article wrong here. I'm doing that a lot today. Can you tell I'm a little off my game? Just a little eBay is not banning e cigarettes. There are senators that are moving to force eBay to ban cigarettes because it's assumed right now that people are selling illegal e-cigarettes on eBay, and that's a problem. But this is this is closer to what should be done, but it's not the correct move. Look, you want to do this right? Here's how you do it right you pass regulation to say this is what should be in the e cigarettes. You say, hey, this is the maximum nicotine that can be in them. Hey, This is the amount of the other ingredients. Hey, you can have the the flavors. But you need a license to sell them just like you do with tobacco. They should be treated like tobacco. They should have been from the get go. All right, are people bored to death of me talking about e-cigarettes? Is everyone bored of the non-smoker talking about e-cigarettes? Let's start talking about how Facebook is working on smart glasses. You know what? That's the entire story. Facebook is working on smart glasses. Don't do it. Okay, fine, we'll talk more about it than that. All right, so Facebook is working with Ray-Ban, which is a... I can't remember if they're a, if they're a glasses uh, designer or a sunglasses designer. But the project is, has the code name Orion, and the sole purpose is basically to bring voice assistance to glasses. It's basically to make Google Glass... Real. Except it's done by Facebook, so it's going to stalk on you. Probably have x-ray vision, but only x-ray yourself. To then sell you who knows what. I mean, let's be honest. Why? I mean, there's plenty of other weird oddball projects that Facebook is working on. But come on, no, no, don't do it, no, Stop it! No, 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 do not buy. If Facebook has anything to do with it, just don't. <sighs> All right. Steam users have a right to resell their digital games in a french court not that they they have they have the right to sell their games because of a french court not not while they're in a court in france so this is actually kind of one of the things that people have hated for the longest time about digital distribution of games. It's that companies like Steam say that, you know, they're not selling you the game. You technically don't own a single game in your Steam library. You have a subscription to those games And that subscription never expires, and you only paid once for it, but you don't own it. I'm serious about that, by the way. That's a real thing. However, a court in France has determined... um, That's dumb, and so are you. And in fact, that people... Do, in fact, owe those games, and they should be able to sell their games. So, the next question is, Steam, what you gonna do? Are you gonna let us sell our games? Honestly, Steam could... If they uh, put their minds to it, they've already got a huge marketplace just for the digital goods from games. They could, in fact, make the sweetest lemonade out of these lemons. They've already got a marketplace for these stickers, they've already got a marketplace for these hats. All they got to do is expand that. And they've got it. Just expand it to actually let people. Buy games off the marketplace. This actually could be big. And. I personally wouldn't. I wouldn't sell. I'd sell one game. That's in my marketplace. There's actually, like, one game I bought as a joke in my Steam library that every time I pass by it, it makes me cringe a little bit. I would sell that one. But otherwise, I wouldn't sell a single game on my Steam library. Like, a lot of people are saying, oh, this is the end of Steam. Oh, dude. This could be a huge boon for Steam. This could be big. I kid you not. Don't doubt me. NBC Universal. Speaking of uh, shifting gears radically, actually, we weren't talking about that. We're just shifting gears radically. NBC Universal is introducing their new streaming service. They are calling it Peacock. Because they wanted to have every tech podcaster in the world say the word Peacock. And then giggle about it like they're 12. Actually, the reason it's called that is because, well, their, their logo is a Peacock. I mean, what else is there to say? <laughs> I mean, realistically, what else is there to say? There's yet another streaming platform out there. It's going to have exclusives. You're going to be paying, uh, you know, probably $5, $10 a month for it. We are very slowly even though a lot of people looked at online streaming services as the cable killer, this is becoming worse than cable. Oh, there's one show you like on Netflix. Oh, there's another show you like on Apple TV+. Plus. Oh, there's a couple of shows you like on, on Disney+. Plus. Oh, there's something you like on Peacock. Oh, there's something you like on HBO Go. By the time you're done getting all of these streaming services, not only do you have to remember which one belongs to who and open up a gajillion different apps and wait for the various loading times for each. But you're going to end up paying that same couple hundred a month. Just to support all of these things. I don't think in the grand scheme, in the grand scheme of things, the only thing we gain by this streaming content revolution, to which I'm talking about on-demand streaming, not live streaming like on Twitch.tv/ Eagle Falcon, or like at YouTube.com/ Eagle Falcon hashtag uh, Shameless Plug. You're going to end up not saving anything. It's still going to be the same. You are still going to be spending a whole lot just to get this kind of content. Speaking of things that leave a sour taste in my mouth, the Epic Game Store is offering six... Free Batman games for the PC. Why did I include this? If I hate the Epic Game Store, you ask. It's so I have an excuse to rant again. Because let's be let's be honest. Here's the biggest problem I have with the Epic Games Store. It is a terrible store. Tell me a digital games distribution center that is less feature-packed than the Epic Game Store. I can only think of one. And that's itch.io. But you know what the benefit there is? Itch lets its game developers keep 100% of the cut. And itch does not try to buy out developers, itch just exists. And just lets indie developers just do what they want. Just say, hey, you know, you can put your game on here and uh, just just go go at it, kid. The Epic Game Store tries to continue to kind of put on this facade, this mask that says, "Hey, we're the good." They bas- they're basically Pennywise. You know, it's it's a it's a clown. Oh, hey, look at that! It, it's it's so it's so clown. It's so great. All all the kids. Hey, let's let's go laugh with the clown. Hey, look, there's free games. Oh boy! When in reality, the blasted thing is not only harvesting your computer for data, what is then using for either ads or just to amass this database, but at the same time behind the scenes and under the mask. it's making sure that what it does have no one else can have continuing these anti-competitive moves of buying out companies to just keep their games only on the epic game store but then also just be a terrible program there's no community there's no community communication on the epic game store Cloud saving is a joke on the Epic Game Store. But hey, they have Fortnite. Hey, they've got Borderlands 3. They got all the games you want. And hey, they even have six Batman games you can have for free for now if you just... Install that Epic Game Store and claim it now, Oh, boy. I'm not amused, and you shouldn't be, either. But speaking of the of of uh, Borderlands Three, though, um, hey, they're claiming that it's uh the best. Selling PC launch ever for Borderlands 3 doubling what uh, Borderlands 2 had but there's no provable numbers to prove that and honestly considering the fact that Borderlands 2 was almost a decade ago I think it was what 7 years ago? that sounds about right you would hope that that's correct but here's the thing. The Epic Game Store doesn't release numbers. Because the Epic Game Store doesn't release any useful information. Because the Epic Game Store is basically the gaming equivalent of Huawei. And I'm sorry, but I've lost a lot of respect for Gearbox for just, for doing this. I still have. It still hurts. Like, that's the part that gets me. And a lot of the console gamers don't understand this. Because a lot of console gamers, what they want to do is they want to compare the Epic Game Store thing to just like, oh, just Xbox versus PS4 or whatever. The thing is, is that it's radically different because the Xbox, the PlayStation, and the Switch, all the various consoles, they are their own ecosystem. The Epic Game Store and Valve are not. But imagine this for a second. Imagine if for Borderlands 3, you couldn't play it on your Xbox One. You had to play it on your Xbox One S. That was the only console to play on. Even though it could physically run on the Xbox One and the Xbox One X. It could only play on the S. Oh wait, no, no, not on the S. Um... No, we need a console that's even more disliked. That discless uh, Xbox One. What is it? The Xbox Sad? Xbox One Sad? I think it is. Yeah. Xbox One S All Digital, I believe, is what it was called. Imagine it had to be on that. And that's actually an unfair comparison because that actually involves you to spend money. All right, imagine it's available on the Xbox One, but only the digital download and your cloud saves didn't work. And you had to download another installer. You had to go through additional hoops. And had to go outside of the Microsoft ecosystem to do it. You had to like sideload it on. That's kind of the equivalent of this. It is just awful. It's an experience that I wish on no one. We're going to take a quick break here when we come back. All the odd stories. In... Including Amazon's grand plan to accept cash. Welcome back. Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Oppo! Is working on a phone, the Reno Ace, that can accept a charge so freakishly huge. It can accept up to a 65-watt charge, which for a phone is insane. 65 watts is about what the average non-thin and light laptop can take. That's about right but this but that's assuming that the processor is you know a 25 watt processor or a 35 watt or even a 45 watt processor the phone of course is a 1 or 2 watt processor and the sucker can take a 65 watt charge which will cause it to be fully charged in 30 minutes that is both amazing and horrifying 30 minutes fully charged that is ludicrous almost as ludicrous though as amazon being caught changing its search algorithms to make sure that it boosts not relevant products but products that are most profitable oh but the way they're doing it is actually kind of clever It's programmed in such a way that you wouldn't know that it's sorted by profitability unless you got internal documentation. There's unfortunately no word yet. On Amazon stopping the practice, but I can't imagine they would continue the practice, concerning the fact that, well, yeah, that's super controversial. You probably shouldn't be doing that. Valve could, in fact, be working on their own... VR environment and it could include Half-Life the dream of Half-Life 3 isn't dead yet let's let's all speculate let's let's all stare at the screen hard enough until we start believing that Half-Life 3 could be real although honestly that being said VR Portal sounds amazing. I want in. Come on, tell me I'm wrong. VR Portal. Just think about that for a second. That sounds amazing. Amazon is bringing forward a program called Amazon PayCode. So... Here's how it works. Are you ready? So, you make your order online, right? You then have to, after you make your order online, go to one of the partnered locations, most of which are going to be Western Union locations. Pay in cash there, which which then they'll give you a voucher, and then you have to send that in to Amazon with the QR code. And then, well... After that's all been processed, which can take up to 24 hours, then the stuff will be shipped to you. Or, alternatively, you can just go to a store. I'm sorry, but, uh... No. No. I mean, this isn't actually all that unusual... Of a payment method. I actually personally had to do this once. To pay for a I forgot what it was. I want to say it was an electric bill. That it was like I had an electric bill due, but my uh my debit card had to be cancelled because because of a it was it was a messy situation. But I had to go do something similar. It was that was a bad time. Don't do it. Next Door is a... This is a treasure. It is an app that its sole purpose in life is to... Give you a kindness reminder. Now, actually, I believe there's other features of Next Door. But it has a new feature called a kindness reminder tell you to play nice. You see how nice and cheerful that, that Eagle Falcon guy is up in the Midwest and how everyone up there until you get into the inner city are always just so nice and always just seem too friendly. If they accidentally bump into you they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's my fault. Don't worry about it. Next door wants to bring that wonderful Midwestern charm to the world. Or quite possibly to just New Jersey. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sure there are some people in New Jersey who are nice and want to get out of New Jersey. All right, so. With all that said, I want to bring us to the last burb. The last story of the day, the weirdest story of the day. And this is a doozy. So first off, articles like this one from the Venture Beat are terrible. At the way they phrase their headline. Amazon Echo users can soon donate to U.S. presidential candidates. And yes, where I said Amazon Echo, they had the actual default command word. For the Amazon Echo. Sigh. I don't know what the sigh harder at. The fact that there are still tech outlets out there. That haven't learned anything. I mean granted this is in writing. So it's better. But it's called the Echo. Just, just, Just call it the Echo. Do it. Now, that being said, oh, my Lord, who is actually going to do this? Who? Who is going to do this? I want to meet that person. Because here's the thing. I don't care that you want to support a U.S. presidential candidate. But here's the thing. donating to a U.S. presidential candidate is a big deal. It means you strongly support that candidate. And also by donating to them, you go on a public record saying that you support them. Your name, your address, your contact information, it goes on a public list. And I'm sorry, if you're just so lazy, you're going to go ahead and use a voice command to do it? No. Just no. Look, you want to take a part in the political system. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. I don't care who you support. Some people are going to say I should. I don't. That's your, that's your personal preference. You go do that. But you go fill out the forms. Because I'm sure you want to make sure that any information you can opt out of, that you do. Rather than just... Letting the Echo give that up for you. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out my daily podcast, The Early Bird Briefing, which you can find on iTunes, at iHeartRadio, at Google Play, wherever you found this podcast. And also make sure to check out my main Twitch page at twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon. I stream there every Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Take care! Rest well and enjoy your day. Bye bye. Well, that being said, um, I cannot wait for people to start jokingly donating money to a fictional candidate like say, Monokuma and have it accidentally start donating it to some candidate they strongly disagree with. That's going to be the moment where this stupid feature that should have never hit the echo is going to be hilarious.